these graphene oxide structures have been found in the tests. They're in the jabs. Um, they are often put into our air or in, into our environment, into our tap water, finding um, proof of them being inside tomatoes, cucumbers, salads. Uh, they're in nappies, sanitary wear, cheap clothes from China, beer. I, I had tomatoes and cucumber last night. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. So it's okay though, you're doing the chlorine dioxide gonna, cleanse. I was, I was either, <clears throat> either going to go between a bag of crisps or some, uh, <laughs> some tomatoes and some cucumber and I went for the tomatoes and the cucumber. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the White Basement Podcast. Uh, follow us on Instagram at White Basement Pod. Um, today I'm joined again by returning guest Rob. Um, the first one that we did, which was episode 15, if you want to go back and check it, uh, Marvelous Molecules, Miraculous Healing, I think I called it, but episode 15. Um, just recently been taken down from YouTube. Um, so if that piques your interest as to what we talked about, um, it's still up on all the other channels. So it's still up on Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, and I've just started uh, Rumble channel. So if you want to watch, it's on Rumble now. Um, and we're going to talk about, um, well, so, so actually let's, let's, let's do it this way. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll change it a little bit as we go through, um, but to make it a little bit more um, platform friendly, um, we're going to talk about a bit of geography first of all. So the bit of geography is that uh, there's the equator and there's the Tropic of Capricorn and there's the Tropic of Cancer, I think 23 degrees above and below, north and south. Um, so we might be talking a lot about um, curing Capricorn today. And um, if you can read between those 23 degree lines, then you'll know what we're actually talking about. Um, so let's get into it. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me again, Jason. Good to see you. Um, so, so yeah, uh, the, the, the last one, 15, was the one that I had the most um, feedback on. The most, the most people who got in touch with me and said they wanted to get in touch with you. And the most kind of... Um, people just reaching out and saying, I really enjoyed it. It was really helpful. Thanks for putting it up. You know, it's found it really um, positive and beneficial. Good. So obviously, uh, although we kind of already decided we, we wanted to do a follow-up, I was really keen to get you back in and do another one because obviously, um, you know, the episodes that people find the most beneficial are, are the ones that I want to try to um, replicate and build upon. So... Um, the, the 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 we talked about four things mm -hmm. the four marvelous molecules which um, you guys if you haven't listened probably it's a good idea to go back and listen to episode fifteen first and you'll get all the background on those four things but of those four the two that were um, uh, most um, people people sort of uh, became most interested in was the chlorine dioxide and the cannabis. Um, and so we want to dive into a little bit more detail with those and, um, yeah, see if we can go a bit further down the, down the rabbit hole. Okay, great. So 
Chlorine dioxide first came to sort of semi-prominence to 2012. Um, a man called Jim Humble was doing a gold mining expedition in South America. Um, two of his team f came down with malaria. Um, very, very unwell. Pull your mic a little bit closer. Very, very unwell. Just, shall I start that bit again? No, no, keep no. going. Um, yeah, so they were very, very unwell, and Jim didn't have any medicines with him. They were hours and hours away from any sort of civilization, any medical care. Um, so he said to the two guys, you know, I've got this water treatment stuff in my bag. Um, it cleans water. We're mostly water. Do you want to try it? They both said, you know, we're going to die if we don't do something. So they tried this product. Um, within a few hours, they started to feel better. Next day, completely better, both of them. Um, so Jim Humble, obviously very, very happy that he's seemingly found the cure for malaria. Um, he contacted some of his friends in the Red Cross and went to Uganda to do a bigger study on malaria. Um, they got together 154 people that had been positively diagnosed with malaria. And within two days, they were all better, all showing negative tests for malaria. Now, the Red Cross found out about this study and came in and just sweeped it under the carpet, hushed it up, claimed that Jim Humble was a liar, that he was using actors and actresses to get this film out there. Like the and COVID they... actors. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So, yeah, they were making out that he was going to scam people and he's trying to kill people because he's encouraging people to drink bleach, etc., etc. Um, these are the things that really piqued my uh, interest, to be honest, because uh, I read a meme a little while ago just talking about how the World War II pilots, when they got over their targets, they were getting the most flack. You know, so I've, I've switched it into the medicines and I was thinking, you know, which medicines get the most flack? You know, and MMS was the first one that came up. Well, cannabis was the first one that came up. But then after that point, MMS, mm. um, I'd go onto forums and say to people, has anybody used MMS for a heavy metal cleanse? And they'd all come back, Rob, don't drink that stuff. It's bleach. It's going to kill you, blah, 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 which piqued my interest even more, you know, because these people hadn't tried it. They didn't know anything about it. Um, so I bought some and basically the website that I found that was selling it in the UK at the time, um, they weren't allowed to put it into their shopping cart and actually purchase or sell it online. So as soon as I put it into the shopping cart, I got a message saying uh, we're not allowed to take payment for MMS or CLO2. Can you transfer 35 quid into our bank account? Here's the details. So I thought this is a bit wobbly. Do you know what I mean? But not really understanding the pressure that they would be getting for selling this sort of stuff. Um, I thought I'd just give them a call, see what happens. You know, if someone answers and they're friendly, I'll trust them. You know, so I phoned them up and this lovely lady answered the phone and we got chatting about MMS and the numerous different products that she was selling. And she explained to me, you know, we're getting a lot of pressure to not sell CLO2 um, from the medical industry. It's so efficient, so effective, it's so cheap, um, so assimilatable by the body, does no harm, all these sorts of things. So I thought, you know, bugger it, let's just try it, 35 quid. If it doesn't come, it doesn't come. You know, so I sent them 35 quid. Sure enough, a few days later, some MMS arrived. That was about six years ago, and I've used it regularly since then. And just to clarify, MMS and chlorine dioxide are the same thing? That's correct. And what does MMS stand for? So MMS stands for Miracle Mineral Supplement. Oh, okay. Um, Jim Humble came up with the idea. Gotcha. Um, it it's, sounds, it's it sounds American, American, right? Yeah, it's a shame because it confuses so many people, you know. If it was just called CLO2... Yeah. or CD or CDS. Yeah, but they're you know, all the same thing, just different names for the same. Well, CDS is slightly different in that it's in a solution. So it's chlorine dioxide solution. Right. But MMS is CD, which is chlorine dioxide. Right. So we can get into that later, right? The actual mm -hmm. nuts and bolts of it. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so sure. you got it and you started taking it? Started taking it, yeah. Um, 
yeah, I mean, just amazing, really. Really, really quick results, really simple. So that was in 2012-ish? Uh, that was 2012 when Jim Humble found out ah, about it. And, you know, and so when, it's did, only, when did you find it? Um, so I found it about eight years ago. I read, spoke to people about it for a couple of years, and then a couple of years after that, I actually purchased some. Yeah. And so, so you've you've used it yourself on and off mm -hmm. f since then. So yeah. that's, yeah, eight, yeah. eight years, whatever. Uh -huh. and uh, so, six, sorry, six years since I purchased some. Okay. And um, so do you, so, so I mean, I, I, I've started taking it, right? And mm -hmm. I've started on this sort of uh, protocol of um, building up the, the, the dosage. So you start off with, Actually, explain to me a little bit because the first solution is a uh, not as strong. And so the one that I sent over to you first. Yes. Yes. And then the second one is stronger. Yes. But of the same stuff. Yes. So it's just more dilute initially, yes. And, yes. and then and then less dilute. And um, so we we build up the the dosage. Um, and then build up the frequency so you're you're mm -hmm. having it in the system it. for longer yeah and then after so i'm 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 almost up to this this water's got 40 drops in it i think so Brilliant. i'm always almost up to 50 which okay. is when we switch to something else mm -hmm. which is what so if if you're happy to if your body's happy to what i do is test dmso on your body just to make sure that you're body wants it yeah um if you're happy to do that then we add dmso into the cds right so the and same stuff but with dmso that's correct right yeah that's correct and the dmso just helps punch it through the cells you see yeah the clo2 on its own will go down your intestines or get into your bloodstream but it won't really vigorously go through the cell walls right you know the dmso enables that to happen yeah so dmso we talked about also in uh, the previous one number 15 so again it's good to go and listen to that one or go back and do a refresher on it. Um, the DMSO is is from trees, right? It's That's a transport correct. mechanism. That's correct. From the from yeah. the trees. So it helps to push whatever so the nutrients you yeah. mix so it with into the into the body yeah. more efficiently. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So um, all right, so sticking on the on the chlorine dioxide, um, we we sort of touched upon again last time that it's effectively it's an oxygenation treatment for the body. That's correct. I mean, that's is that really the the main and only mechanism of action, or is it doing other things as well? Yeah, it's the oxygenation. Right. <clears throat> I mean, it does lots of things as part of that. But the, but the oxygenation but the ox process is is what what. Um, where the where the effect comes from that's correct yeah so and it's so the chemical symbol is clo2 so one chlorine ion for two oxygen molecules that's it and um in terms of uh who could or should be taking it because obviously <clears throat> everyone can probably benefit from having better oxygenation same as breathing better right mm -hmm. or sleeping better absolutely um, but but maybe I would ask who who comes to you most frequently, or what sort of ailments or problems do people come with where they um, you think this is going to be the, the the thing for them? Because obviously there's a you know 
probably everyone who's listening has got something that's going on. Mm -hmm. An elbow, a knee, mm -hmm. something more serious, mm -hmm. a heart problem, whatever. Mm -hmm. Or they've got a relative or friends or somebody who, who has something and they're wondering, um, should I think about this? Should I think about something else? Is this um, on its own or you would have it in conjunction with something different? But who who what sort of problems and uh, and people tend to come to you where you think actually I want to put them onto this protocol so yeah i mean firstly everybody needs more oxygen um literally everybody all cancers you know that sort of thing their lack of oxygen to that area so if you can massively increase the oxygen to your area you're going to be fighting cancer straight away Capricorn, sorry. Capricorn. Yeah, that didn't, I, was, I was thinking that's not gonna, that's not gonna last long, is it? Never mind. Who needs YouTube anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. I, oh, I don't God. think I'll put this one even on there. Rumble and bitch. Yeah, 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 yeah. This will go on alternative platforms. Um, yeah. So, I mean, literally everybody can be benefiting from chlorine dioxide. One of the things that I found out more recently is that chlorine dioxide actually helps to purge graphene oxide from the body. You know about graphene oxide? I do, but quite possibly other people <clears throat> who are listening to this don't. Okay, so for people that don't know about it, it can seem very far-fetched, but unfortunately this is completely real. Um, nanotechnology is what graphene oxide is. Um, if you consider the security services are about 50 years in advance to what we are at the moment, um, they've already admitted to us that they've got drones the size of flies which they could fly into people's houses and then they've got the perfect reporting tool microphones cameras all of that sort of thing now if you fast forward 50 years um that drone is now a micro dot you know you can't even see it with the eye um, you take it inside your body and it self-assembles within your body via magnetism now, a lot of people are going to be thinking, Rob, you have lost the plot, but I've seen it so many times. I've purged it from my body. Um, I actually, about 10, maybe 15 years ago, came across a list of blacklisted keywords on Google. And, you know, the usual stuff was there, cannabis curing cancer, the JFK assassinations, MK Ultra, all of that sort of thing. But one on there that's really stood out in my mind was Morgellons. Now, Morgellons, at the time, I knew a lot about it. I just thought it was a natural parasitic infestation you know um, people were getting really bad sores going into the shadow into the shower with a, a mirror and some tweezers and literally pulling out hairs out of these sores that they were getting massive hairs two three inches long um, and it turns out this is the nanotech this is the graphene oxide now what they'll be able to do um, with this graphene oxide implanted into everybody is take a snapshot of the whole population and see how happy they are they'll be able to see how sad they are how how good at their job they're being, you know, how focused they are. All of these things will be an instant reporting tool for them once the 5G grid is properly up and running. Um, there's a great document that I can send over to you. It's really, really thorough. It talks about the shedding from the vaccines, talks about the graphene oxide, how to get it all out, what sort of things they're going to be able to do with the graphene oxide once it is inside of us. So the really good news is that the chlorine dioxide actually burns down the outside of the graphene oxide and breaks it up and exits it from the system is phenomenal um, now borax is another thing that does that um, borax seems to get the whole things out whole so you have a quick look at your poo and literally you get balls of hairs coming out of you when you're on a borax cleanse wow. now it doesn't it doesn't seem to attack the outer layers of the graphene oxide with the borax it 
it just kills them it nullifies them so they exit the system all like i say in big clumps you know it's it's quite amazing because you look at these clumps and think how on earth have i got so much hair in my body mm. you know and then you realize actually it's not hair it's uh it's tiny tiny particles of graphene oxide that have self-assembled into your body now, if anybody is thinking, Rob, you properly lost it, get yourself a blue mask, a blue surgical mask, heat a kettle, and put the steam, uh, so put the mask over the steam of the kettle, and what that will do, that will heat and activate the graphene oxide which is on the mask. Now, anybody can try this. Um, you do that, you then magnify it 10 times with any iPhone would be able to do that. And you will see tiny little black worms that will start moving around with the heat from the steam of the kettle. Now, when you put that mask on, you breathe those tiny little worm structures into your body and they're off. Um, these graphene oxide structures have been found in the tests. They're in the jabs. Um, they are often put into our air or in, into our environment, into our tap water, finding um, proof of them being inside tomatoes, cucumbers, salads. Uh, they're in nappies, sanitary wear, cheap clothes from China. Beer. I had tomatoes and cucumber last night. <laughs> Damn it! So it's okay though. You're doing the chlorine dioxide gonna, cleanse. I was either I was either going to go between a bag of crisps or some uh, <laughs> some tomatoes and some cucumber. And I went for the tomatoes and the cucumber. Good. Never mind. You see, chlorine dioxide does that as well. It makes you choose the right things to choose. Right. You know, so you wouldn't crave, you know, yeah, chips and yeah, that sort yeah, of thing yeah. when you're on a chlorine cleanse. You'll crave the the good stuff, yeah. the fruits, the cucumbers, that okay. sort of thing. Still, I mean, that's that's no reason to stop eating salads. No. <laughs> the fact that it's got graphene oxide in, we're never going to get away from it, unfortunately. Um, I convinced one of my friends to do a cleanse with the borax, and I did a cleanse at the same time with the CDS. You can test yourself whether or not you've got graphene oxide in your body by putting a magnet by your collarbone. If you're magnetic, it will stick to you. So I did I did try that, because I, I think you did... Did you do a post... You did a Telegram post. I did. Yeah, my mum sent it to me. Oh, okay. And I read through it, and um, we got magnetic name badges at work. Okay. So straight away I was like, does it stick on? Like, it didn't stick. Okay. So has to be quite a powerful one. has to be quite a small one as well. Yeah, they're they're pretty pretty sticky. I mean, we can try it after and see. Okay, I've got one in the car. Hopefully it won't stick. Hopefully it won't, <laughs> especially since you're on that. Yeah. You've been on that a, yes, you know, yeah, a little maybe. while, so, so you, maybe. you should be yeah. all right. Yeah, yeah, so it, it didn't stick, but uh, yeah. So, so a small magnet on your collarbone that's while it. you're listening to this. That's it. See where it stays there. <laughs> if it stays there, get in touch. Um, yeah, so anyway, I put her onto a borax cleanse. I did a CDS cleanse two weeks to the day, non-magnetic, right? So I went out, was over the moon. I'm just going to do a video later on today, later on that day and just post it to everybody. Went out, got some breakfast at an organic cafe down in Maidenhead. Um, had a full English, you know, bacon, eggs, sausage, beans, that sort of thing. Came out, tested myself. Tomatoes, on... right? Good, good <laughs> tomatoes. Skip, skip the tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I came out and tested myself again. I'm magnetic again. So after one meal, mm. I've taken on more graphene oxide that is enough to make me magnetic again, wow. which was a bit of shock. And that's when I realized, you know, everybody needs to be doing this regularly. You know, so if you don't, address it at all the graphene oxide will just build up build up build up build up build up you've got loads in your body if you do a say a cleanse once a month or even once every other month it's going to get rid of that you know and literally at any point in time you'll only have that period of time where that graphene oxides come into you mm. i feel like they need a lot of it in the body to actually make a difference right um 
And we and so. we think that there was definitely a, at least a component of that in the jabs. Definitely, definitely. My friend's got a uh, Bluetooth tracker. Now, what he can do, so we'll go into a pub, you know, and he'll turn on his tracker and he'll be like, there's 35 devices in this in this pub at the moment. Mm. You know, there's only like 20 people in there. Yes. You know, so there'll be 20 mobile phones, maybe five extra devices, Bluetooth headsets, something like that. But everybody in the pub is emitting their own Bluetooth signal. And it is crazy. We'll be in the middle of a field walking towards somebody with this app up. And as they approach us, the numbers come into play. Um, unrecognized Bluetooth device, it says. They walk past, it goes down. Yeah, I've, I've heard, uh, I mean, I haven't, I haven't actually tried it myself, but I've heard um, of people going into cemeteries. Yes. With the with the Bluetooth mm -hmm. uh, scanner, right? Yep. And it pops up. Yep. There's crazy. 40 devices in, crazy. in here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what thought? I mean, it's just unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, so, well, it, it, it's kind of, <clears throat> it, yeah, it's crazy. But it's kind of also um, a little bit... Uh, funny just just around what we were talking about just before we started about about um kind of uh demons and aliens and how it's all sort of interconnected mm -hmm. because if if you can go with a bluetooth scanner and go and pick up a transmitting bluetooth signal from a dead body is that a ghost i mean it's there's something still there, right? Mm. I mean, it's kind of, it, you start getting into, because we watched Inception again last night. I haven't watched it for ages. Mm -hmm. I haven't watched it for, I don't know, 10, 15 years, whenever it came out in the cinema. And we watched it again last night. And again, it really like fucked my head a bit. You know, the whole kind of dream space and, you know, that that whole thing. So I think that's the, that's the, the maybe un, um, or misunderstood, or we we haven't looked into it carefully enough. Problem with technology is all this kind of peripheral stuff that happens around it mm -hmm. that you didn't foresee, or you don't, you know, don't understand where it's going. Um, so, so graphene oxide is um, it's like Lego, right? Yes. It's just it can it can assemble itself yep. into structures yep. etc um is as far as you know or understand is it pre-programmed or it, it can receive signal so it can receive signal right yeah it'll be pre-programmed to find each other and that's just magnetism right you know so the magnetism will force the two particles together and when those two particles it's got stronger magnet do you know what I mean? So I'll find another one, another one, another one. Just mm -hmm. keeps adding to it like that. But it cannot um, replicate in no. the body. You ne it needs to be need just to. put in from external yes. source. Yes. So, so this is this is probably a little bit off uh, topic then. But I'm sure you've seen these photos and videos of these like giant squid clots. Yes. In people that have had the jab. Yes. Uh, it, what is that? Um, in my opinion, that's a graphene oxide worm that is then attracting particles to it, and yeah, just clogging up the system by doing that. So, so it's a is graphene oxide kind of core? Yes, and then I think so. organic. I'd love to get hold of one and have a look at it. 
But, I think yeah. that's like getting a face hugger up there. <laughs> <Alien. laughs> don't, don't mean you want to go in there and kneel on them. Oh, I don't know. I'll put some gloves on. Yeah, some thick gloves on. <laughs> I just watched the zoom of that one. I don't think I'd go anywhere near it. Yeah. So okay. So so um, in terms of in terms of detoxing the body mm -hmm. from uh, graphene oxide, which mm -hmm. I mean, would you say it's the it's the the worst threat, physical threat at the moment, or it's just the most recent? It's the yeah, it's the most recent. Um, yeah. I mean, nobody knows actually how it is going to manifest in our body and what they're actually going to do with it. Um, will they be able to control our minds or our thoughts? I don't know. Will they be able to take life with it? I don't know. Again, it's possible. But um, definitely better to try to remove from the body. Whatever reason they're putting it into us is not got our benefit at heart, you know. Mm. So this this is what I'm telling everybody. Get it get it out. Yeah. You know, prove to yourself that it's there, first of all. Do a blue mask, do that thing with the kettle, show yourself that they're there. Um, you can also open up paper straws. It will be in the paper straws. See, that was one of the crazy things that I realised at the beginning of all the lockdowns and that they did a big song and dance about the plastic straws at McDonald's and Burger King and all of those type places. So they changed them to paper straws. But then they kept using plastic lids. I couldn't get my head around it, right? Until now, when they've changed the paper straws for graphene oxide, mm. impregnated paper straws. So anybody that gets a a drink from McDonald's now is drinking in graphene oxide. Yeah, it's 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 interesting because I hate paper straws. I, I mean, I don't know whether I just didn't like them or I had some inherent mm -hmm. warning signal, mm -hmm. but I was Intuition. like, this is not right. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't, It's you know, I've probably used one like once or twice and I was just like, I'm just refused to, mm -hmm. to use them. Mm -hmm. um, open one up. Put some water through it and open one up. Yeah. But like warm water as well that helps yeah well i mean we had to wear we had to wear masks um at work for i don't know maybe the best part of a year and uh you know i would i would wear mine as little as possible so mm -hmm. i would have it on you know patient facing and i'd have the the uh the string looped in such a way that it had a lot of air gaps so i was kind of not breathing through the mask Good. but i still you know was you know i you can tell straight away, like this, this is not... It's not good for it's you. It's not right. No, it's not good for you. Um, I'm also a scuba diver. And one of the things they teach us when we're scuba diving is to properly clear out the lungs, properly inhale with the lungs, especially when you're using snorkels, because that snorkel is going to leave a residue of carbon dioxide. Mm. And if you're doing only short breaths, <laughs> you're just rebreathing carbon dioxide. So right. people, you know, go out on a long snorkel session, they do that constantly, they pass out, mm. you know. Um, <clears throat> so by having a mask, it's like you've got that chamber of carbon dioxide in front of you, you know, and you're constantly breathing that back in. Yeah, I mean, I could, um, I could tell for sure, because my, because my work is so routine and I've been doing it so long, you know, literally in the same room, like sitting in the same chair, I could tell that my... Blood oxygen and carbon dioxide levels were worse when I had the mask on. Definitely. Like I could feel it. I it's, could feel my head no was a brainer. little bit kind of... It's a no-brainer. One of my friends is a professor in medicine. All of this, he's like, they do not um, mess with the oxygen content in your blood, Rob. How can that be? How can it be? Mm. Um, one of the... 
one of the things that I occasionally watch is this guy on YouTube. Now, he, he catches rats and mice and he makes his own traps and all of that. It's a bit of a geeky thing to watch, but I quite, I quite enjoy it. Anyway, one of the videos that he showed was how he actually euthanizes the rats and the mice that he catches. Um, he, he lets the native one go, but the ones that are invaders, he gets rid of them. Now, what he does is he puts them into a glass jar, fills it up with carbon dioxide, and they die within seconds. You know, so that to me, it's like yeah, pure yeah, yeah. poison, you know, so the the balance is that you're getting less oxygen, which is life bringing, you're getting more carbon dioxide, which is a poison, mm. you know, so it's a two way street, you're getting less of the good stuff, you're getting more of the bad stuff. Yeah. But then add into that the bacteria prol proliferation on the mask that you're breathing in and out. And it is just a recipe for disaster. Yeah, I mean this this sort of comes back. I know I know we're on the same page with this, but you know, I think a lot of people are still not not on the same page that this whole last 2-3 years um the only way to to really explain what transpired is intentional harm. Intentional whether whether it's just to make people a bit sicker and a bit more reliant on the government and a bit less, you know, likely to cause problems or whether it's like, let's get rid of 80% of people on earth. I mm -hmm. mean, that's still to be confirmed. But the, the only way to explain all of the things that were done is intentional harm. I mean, they're just, just, uh, I just saw something yesterday, uh, Peter McCulloch, um, talking about uh, hydroxychloroquine, hydroxychloroquine in France that okay. they've got now the documents that proves that they uh, they lied about it and they you know throttled the supply and all of this stuff which I've been saying for the last mm -hmm. two three. Well, years. one of the factories went up in smoke. Two, two of them. Two oh, of wow. the three. Two. Oh wow! Yeah, it's unbelievable, <laughs> right? And and again, like this is this this is again one of those things where you where you would say. Um, Oh, but but was there really a problem with getting hydroxychloroquine and whatever? There was because a lot of my patients take hydroxychloroquine because it's a, a rheumatoid arthritis medication. Okay, and you're asking, you know, da 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 da, and I saw easily, I don't know, ten, fifteen people who over that middle period. I said, you know, you still get taking hydroxychloroquine because it can cause eye problems. So if they're taking that, there's some specific test you need to check. I see. Uh, no, can't get it. Wow. 10, 15 people wow. said that to me. And I was like, it's real. Uh -huh. It's not just bit shoot said it and yeah, actually, yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, loads of people said to me right in the middle, yeah, can't get it at the moment. So mm. I've stopped taking it and the consultant said, you know, when it's available again, I'll put me back on it. But yeah, it was really, um, really, really sinister. Really, really Absolutely. sinister. Such a cheap thing. That could yeah, have stopped cheap. this whole thing. You yeah, know? and 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 um, you know the same with ivermectin, uh -huh. which I've talked about a lot of times on the podcast. You know, but both of these things that were um, had loads of um, safety data and mm -hmm. test data. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and we we understand very well how to dose them, who shouldn't take them, who can take them. Mm -hmm. If you're taking them, you should have a break every so often or this is how much certain body weights or whatever. You know, mm -hmm. we, we, we know how to, how to use them. And instead, we were, we were given something that nobody, apart from probably a couple of hundred people, knows what's in it, what it's for, what it does, how it works. And, you know, it, I think... As of as of today, right? It's the 9th of Jan today because this will probably won't 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 be available till the end of the month. But 9th of Jan today, 
and again, something that we were talking about just, just earlier on, <clears throat> since I, I think a massive turning point has been Elon Musk taking over Twitter. Because whether you are an Elon fan or not an Elon fan, I mean, I'm not a, I hate Teslas. I'm, I don't believe in space and SpaceX. But I still think that um, Elon fundamentally is a guy who believes that everything should be fair. You know, we should just allow genuine debate and genuine science and genuine engineering and then we'll come up with cool stuff mm -hmm. rather than saying, oh, we're, we're not going to do that because it goes against the narrative. And, and since he took over Twitter and bought back loads and loads and loads of accounts that had been suspended for no good reason, I don't know whether, whether – well, I think it's two things. I think that has shifted the kind of collective consciousness a little bit because so many people use Twitter, take information from Twitter. I mean, most journalists these days, they just read Twitter and that's their research in inverted commas that they did was reading Twitter. So now, now there's a, a more balanced for and against on vaccine harms and all of this sort of stuff. Then there was nothing on there before. You couldn't find it, which is why people like me and you were on Telegram or BitChute or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so I think I think Elon buying Twitter has made a big difference, and I think the other big difference, which was I can't remember whether I predicted this off my own back. Probably I didn't. I probably just copied it from someone else. But once the once the death rate really started accelerating and people were literally just dropping left, right and center, you can't hide it anymore. Mm -hmm. You can only hide it up to the point where you you either don't know anyone yourself who something's happened to, or you only know one person. Because then you can say, well, you know, every year that I've been alive, someone's I know's had a heart attack or mm -hmm. they've got cancer mm -hmm. or something's mm -hmm. happened to them. Or I don't know anybody. But once once it starts to be I mean like as as a as a specific example, I know four people now who are relatives of or friend of someone I know or someone I work with who've got leukemia in wow. the last year. Wow. Um, one of them, she's she's very much a wide awake person, and it was her son who okay. was thirty two, and she said like I begged him, I begged him not to take it, take the booster. He didn't even need it. He wasn't even travelling. He just was taking it because he was getting a load of aggro. I think she said six weeks, eight weeks, he was dead. Oh shit! Like literally, he took it. He didn't feel well. Week, couple of weeks, went into hospital. He got leukemia. Can't treat it. It's eight weeks later, dead. So. You know, it, it's coming to the point now where it's it's going to become so prevalent. You know, the, the, I, I don't, again, I don't know whether you saw it. I think probably a lot of you guys who are listening to this might have seen it. This uh, American football player who collapsed. Yeah, yeah. And that was a big game. That was like Monday night football, which is kind of our equivalent of, I don't know, cup final game or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many people watched that. 20, 20 million people probably watched it live in the US and mm -hmm. then probably 100 million people watched the, the replay or on Twitter or whatever of this guy who's a peak, peak, peak mm -hmm, performance mm -hmm. athlete mm -hmm. just collapsing. And then you start to see, oh, and then there was another guy in a basketball game the day after. And then right. actually when you search people collapsing in basketball, oh, you find there's 30. And then when you search, oh, what I wonder about, about soccer. Oh, there's a hundred, you know. And it starts to become this, it's like this little drip 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 and then suddenly 
I think, I mean, I've said to, to Gosha, I think by the end of Feb, it's going to be carnage because I think people are going to suddenly realise what, what the fuck. Yeah, I mean, going back to the Twitter stuff, there's some excellent information being allowed to be published on there at the moment. Yeah, I mean, all the, all the um, accounts <clears> that <throat> were removed, deleted, suspended, shadow banned, whatever, mm-hmm. pretty much they're all back up again. I mean, mm-hmm. there's one or two, Alex Jones still not there, but there's, there's one or two that mm-hmm. are, are, are still banned. But pretty much, that's, that's what I mean. It's, it's, it definitely feels as though there's a, there's a shift back yeah. towards if nothing else just honest debate mm-hmm. so i mean one thing that i always keep in mind is that the masons say if the people want a hero we will give them one now i think elon musk is one of those heroes now um the thing that i don't like about elon musk is that he's all in on the ai he wants to put a microchip into your head or your hand he wants your whole life on that microchip you know whether or not you can get into a shop whether you can access your bank account all of this sort of stuff. So, yeah, it's great what's happening with Twitter, but I think the underlying message from Elon Musk is not a good one. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I my gut feeling with him, and I and I say that intentionally, gut feeling is that he's a good guy. Um, I, I, like I say, I don't want a Tesla. I don't want an electric car. I'm not into SpaceX. I, you know, I don't, I'm not really like a fanboy in that sense. But I get the I get the feeling from him, especially since he went into Twitter because I follow his Twitter. I mean, I probably I don't read all his tweets, but they his tweets always pop up because you know there's eighty thousand retweets or whatever, and he like half of his tweets he just seems incredulous as to Jesus, like what was going on here. You know, he tweets like, I just found like a whole wardrobe full of these T-shirts that say like, you know, go woke or we'll, we'll block you or something. Like what, you know, even even little stuff that you'd think he's running all these companies, the richest, in inverted commas, richest guy that we know about in the, in the world. But no, he's literally there in Twitter HQ, sleeping on the office floor at, at night sacked all of their engineers, brought all the Tesla engineers in to audit the code, to go through the servers, you know, to literally forensically say what was going on here. And his tweets, they're not the tweets of a guy who's sort of deep stay or he's, they're the tweets of someone who's saying, hey, I just found some more really fucked up stuff. Look at this. You know, like he's talking about all the, um, all the uh, uh, child, porn and, and uh, grooming of kids and um, child trafficking and stuff that Twitter was being used for and we've you know identified all the accounts and we've sent them to the authorities he really seems to be like digging through it and you know it, it may be the case like you say that he was allowed to to be that guy but I I hope and I wonder whether he's going to actually become something different through seeing firsthand, mm-hmm. like, this was really bad. This was really, really corrupt what went on here. Mm-hmm. And, and I think as well, you know, public mood is a big, a big thing. You know, it's like, a, it's like, a, it's like a, a herd of, you know, buffalo. It's, it's almost impossible for it to change direction. But once it changes and it starts moving, 
no, you better get out of the way. And I and I think I I feel I might be wrong, but I feel it's coming. I feel by the end of Feb, I don't know why I have that in my head, is going to be a lot of people that are going to wake up and mm-hmm. they're going to not wake up in a good way. Mm-hmm. They're going to they're going to be woken, shaken awake. Yeah, you see, I thought I think that that's part of their plan also, is to release all of the information, make people angry, then do whatever it is that they need to do. You know, create the chaos and then they create the order maybe you know um one thing that makes me really question elon musk is that i saw a picture of him sitting around a table when he was 10 12 years old with mark zuckerberg and edward snowden you you obviously know mark zuckerberg yeah, you know yeah. edward snowden yeah, yeah yeah so nsa worker yeah. came out blew the whistle told about all of their snooping stuff and I'm sitting there thinking, I love Edward Snowden. What on earth is he doing sitting there with those two when they're so young? Mm. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no <clears throat> there's no doubt now in my mind that um, everything is controlled and overseen, and it's you know long, long hundred and thousand year plans. But I still think that. You know, it's like Jurassic Park, you know? It's like the illusion of control. Mm -hmm. Life finds a way. Mm -hmm. There's always going to be some asshole that's going to just go, oh, actually, I'm going to do this instead. Mm -hmm. And then that that ripple effect. That's me. Yeah, just just causes, (laughs) you know, something to happen and something to happen. Well, this this is what I've said all along. Like, the, the people that didn't buy into the whole last three years of nonsense were the assholes. I include myself in that, in that, proudly in that group yes. they're the people who are like fuck you yeah I've do never you want to do this arsehole. no i've never been an arsehole you know and like walking into a shop with no mask on and all the people in the mask staring at you like you selfish wanker that was really difficult for me you know really difficult but yeah no, it's, I, it's for the, it's wasn't for the for best me at all. i was like yep that's right that's me <laughs> look at my nose i've still got one <laughs> and i smile <laughs> and a smile yeah exactly i mean you can't even see people smile right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but going back to what you said about what the the things that they implemented to keep us safe you know all of them were bad you yes. know keeping six foot away from people not hugging people you know all of these things really really bad not seeing people's smiles you know yeah yeah well that exact that's exactly <laughs> my point you know everything everything that was uh helpful healthful mm-hmm. beneficial you were not allowed to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've said it again. I've said it before. They they closed all the gyms and parks, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they left open McDonald's and the off license. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I they mean, forced the off licenses to stay open, right? Because you know, you know and and um, oh, who was it who was talking about this? Um, oh, uh, Gosha, we did one on coffee the other day. Nice. And um, she was she was talking about this that. Um, when when coffee was first in the UK or in the US, you know, it must have been in the UK uh, many hundreds of years ago. Um, they they tried to ban it because um, it made people more awake, sharper, more eager to question things, more energy. They wanted to do more stuff, and they pushed alcohol instead because mm-hmm. it has mm-hmm. the opposite effect mm-hmm. right you have a couple of beers you have a couple of gins or whatever mm-hmm. you just sit down and have a laugh and do nothing and mm-hmm. achieve nothing so mm-hmm. like i say this has been been going on for 
for a, a long time. Um, so the other thing maybe then that we can that we could talk about a little bit while we're while we're going in this direction is are you aware of you heard about the Kazarian mafia? Uh huh. So, don't know much about it, but yeah, I, yes. I get the gist. Yeah. So this so this I've kind of stumbled across uh, maybe over the last few months mainly from Cliff High, who's one of my go-to guys whenever he produces content. But the, the, the sort of short version of it is that the area of the, the map, which is now Ukraine, mm -hmm. used to be called Kazaria. That area was Kazaria. And because geographically it's quite central, it tended to be in the middle of all the trade routes. So you're going from east to west, north to south, whatever. You would tend to go through that kind of middle area. And so those guys, the Kazarians, they um, were became known as the name stealers. And what they would do is everybody who would come through that area, they would, they would have fantastic hospitality. So they would say, come in, rest, we're going to feed your horses, water, whatever, stay for a few days, you know, we'll feed you. And they would talk to them and they would find out everything about them where they're from what they're selling you know mm -hmm. etc and then they would kill them okay and then they would send their own friend neighbor son whatever onwards and say hey yeah i'm the guy from over there with the carpets and right. i'm the guy from over here right. with the tea or whatever okay and so they've been infiltrating everything for the last thousand two thousand three thousand ten thousand we don't know you know mm -hmm. post flood let's say mm -hmm. years and it, it is it is they who currently are the kind of world economic forum hidden hand mm -hmm. it's these guys who literally have been doing this for thousands of years literally the name stealers so when you say the government or the doctor or the media mm -hmm. or the mm -hmm. banks mm -hmm. it's not they stole the the names and put their people in place which mm -hmm. is you know the modern day example that's now is very visible is the world economic yep, forum right absolutely. which they openly boast about we have infiltrated 120 governments of the world and put our people in trudeau ahern mm -hmm. etc mm -hmm. um but but it just it just well actually so I'm, now I'm going to blow your mind if you haven't heard about this. <laughs> okay. So um, so that's the Kazarian mafia, right? Uh -huh. I was aware of that, etc. But then you look at um, the likes of Klaus Schwab. If you guys are listening, if you don't know who Klaus Schwab is, the head of the World Economic Forum, just go and do an internet search. Klaus Schwab, you'll see this creepy, creepy looking dude, Bond mm. villain dude, mm -hmm. who wears like a Star Trek costume. Yep. <laughs> and so you you must infer from that, same as with the Masons, that there's some kind of esoteric, religious, whatever, part of this, um, their belief system, if you like. And then I saw this video a couple of, few weeks ago about this thing, which I think I was aware of it, but but literally metaphorically literally it had passed me by have, have you heard of Oumuamua no all right so this is gonna blow your mind 
because it blew my mind. So I think four years ago, this thing got picked up by NASA and the relevant space agencies and they named it a muamua okay and it was a it was a cylinder well it was a it, it was a yeah i call it a cylinder for now it was it's a hundred meters long eight meters across it was like rectangular and it was spinning okay so it so it was outgassing from one end on the top and the other end on the bottom so it was rotating it came into the solar system, went round the sun, accelerated, and then carried on in its same direction that it came into the solar system. All of this I have great difficulty with because I'm a little bit of a flat earther, but okay. to take it for, for what it is, if you believe in the globe model and the solar system and everything, it came into the solar system, it, it did one rotation around the sun to accelerate and then carried on going in the same direction while spinning. And the, the, the thesis of why it should be spinning is because it would create artificial gravity in the middle. Okay. So it could quite realistically have been some kind of alien craft that for whatever reason came through. But if you then go back to your Bible stuff, and I think I'm right in saying that the uh, Quran has the same kind of um, idea – that there'll be two trumpet blasts before the return of Jesus or God or whatever, the second coming of the thing, mm -hmm. the boss. Mm -hmm. And that the noise in the inverted commas that this thing made when it came into our solar system, past Earth, around the sun and left, was the first trumpet blast. Okay. And so these... World Economic Forum guys decided, okay, this is the first blast. So the second one is coming and then comes the return of whatever it is. And what it seems that their religious belief is, is that we were created by the Anunnaki, the Elohim, the Nephilim, whatever yeah. you want to call them, yeah. a few thousand years ago. It came, they did their... If you've seen um, Prometheus... That, that idea, the, the, the engineers. Okay. Have, you, have you seen Prometheus? I haven't, no. Ah, it's the, 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 the last Aliens movie. Okay. About like how did, how did, where did the aliens come from? So basically Prometheus is the kind of world economic religion story that the earth was visited by engineers mm -hmm. from an advanced civilization. They made humans, they stayed there for a bit and then they just went off because there was nothing much else to do here. But they said, we're coming back. And we're going to leave certain bloodlines of people, which is these rhesus bloodline people, okay. um, to be the shepherds of humanity, to keep everyone in check so that everything is in order when we come back. And so the, the, the idea is that the World Economic Forum have got 10 years to get humanity back in order as signalled by this first trumpet blast, which was this Oumuamua thing coming in and going. And that's why they had to start the COVID plan and the injections and all this craziness, 2019. Because Agenda 2030 is when they expect the second trumpet blast and the return of these 
things coming back. Okay. So yeah, interesting. If you wanted, to, if you wanted some crazy, <laughs> you're in the right place today, <laughs> boys and girls. Yeah. So that's um, that's the that's the that's the most recent thing that I that I listened to. That right. Well, hopefully we'll be able to defeat the WEF's plans. Yes. And uh, we'll be able to get together and make something much more beautiful than we've ever seen. So yeah. That's what yeah. I'm hoping for and yeah. focusing on. Yeah. So so. Um, Circling right back then to the to the marvelous molecules. Okay. Um, do, do what else do we need to understand or talk about or, or with the MMS with the chlorine dioxide? So, <clears throat> and is there anyone who shouldn't use it? Can kids take it? Yeah. Can you take it, it if you're very sick? Yeah, absolutely. It's anyway. oxygen. It's oxygen. Um, the only issue is when your liver and your excretory systems aren't working particularly well. Now, what happens then is that you take in the chlorine dioxide. That liberates waste. I mentioned it on the on the last podcast, but it's called the Herxheimer effect. Um, if your body can't get rid of that waste quickly enough, it just goes round and round and round and round. You know, it makes you feel awful. Um, so, yeah, I mean, with people like that, what I would recommend them to do is to get to the toilet three times a day. You know, if you're going to the getting rid of waste often mm -hmm. that would prove to me that your excretory systems are working well you'll be fine on the chlorine dioxide you know um, but that's also why i build up really gently so you know an extra one drop a day you find your tipping point you know before you actually liberate too much waste if that makes sense so i've got a, a young lad on the protocol at the moment he's got up to nine drops just recently um on the ninth drop everything changed you know, so got up to eight drops, no problem at all, nothing, you know, feeling good. On the ninth drop, um, diarrhea, going to the toilet a lot. Um, so, you know, just the difference between that one drop was the tipping point between him having, you know, a really good clear out, which is what we want to do. You know, one of the things that I've realized about people that want to do detoxes that often they don't realize that they have to get the waste out. You know, it's like cleaning your house and throwing all your rubbish in your spare room. Do you know what I mean? Or by your front door or, you know, all of that waste has to rem be removed from your body for your body to get healthy again, you know? So, so would you would you then supplement the chlorine dioxide with some kind of colonic? Uh, I always recommend colonics, yeah. Um, or something else, castor oil, magnesium oxide, that sort of thing, if they're feeling problems. Right. Um, enemas are amazing. They really are amazing. You know, such a fast and simplistic way of getting rid of waste out of your body. Um, I mentioned on the last one, but I like things that are cheap and easily accessible. You know, enemas are cheap and very easily accessible. They take a little bit of time, a bit of effort to learn how to do it properly, um, but just so beneficial. You know, I, I feel, well, for instance, the first time I did a really effective coffee enema, I woke up the next morning and I realized that I'd had a headache every day for the last 10 years. You know, and on that morning it was gone and I woke up and I'm like, what on earth is different this morning? You know, and I'm looking around the room thinking, is it my eyesight? What is there? You know, and then I realized it's that I haven't got a headache. Wow. Yeah. It um, sounds a little bit like um, I, f I find that um, after I do a fast, yep. after I do like a couple of days, a day and a half or whatever, uh -huh. everything becomes like, like there's a layer of just peeled away yeah you can see hear yep. smell taste yep. everything uh -huh. with better clarity yeah think faster yeah 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 it's as if your whole vision is better yeah 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 interesting yeah so i mean that's a really fast way of doing that <clears throat> um but other things charcoal um that's really good for as a sponge 
you know, so you take the charcoal into your stomach, it sucks the waste to it, and then it helps your body just get rid of it quickly. Um, little things like that. Mm. Okay. And so do, do we do we need to talk about uh, any more about that or we can move so, on to... So, I mean, the main action from chlorine dioxide is that it floods the bloodstream with oxygen. Now, if you imagine a bloodstream that's a little bit blocked up, um, what will happen, the chlorine doesn't need the bloodstream to actually transport the medicines. So you go to the doctor, he gives you pills for whatever. You need your bloodstream to be moving to actually pick up the medicine to deliver it to where it needs to go, right? With chlorine dioxide, it doesn't need that. So the chlorine is its own red blood cell and it takes it on its own. So if it comes up against coagulation, it will force its way through it. And as it's forcing its way through the coagulation, the red blood cells that are stuck and are coagulated to each other, they will fall away from the coagulation and go about their work again. You know, so like going back to the question earlier, who needs it? Everybody needs it, mm. you know, literally everybody, because it cleans out your body, cleans out your bloodstream. If you clean out your bloodstream for long enough, it will clean every single cell in your body. You know? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think also this is going to probably become um, very relevant again quite soon because one of the things that I saw um, maybe maybe a year six months ago was um, the there was a cardiologist who already was monitoring his patients obviously the US guy so we're seeing people every three months six months whatever that they already were heart patients so they they'd had surgeries or medications or whatever so they were already doing blood work on them. And what he noticed, I, I don't think he had a massive sample size. I think he, I think when I when I listened to it, it was maybe like fifteen or twenty of his patients. Mm -hmm. But what he'd noticed was that after uh, the vaccine, they, I think he said eighty percent maybe, um, were positive on a D-dimer test. So D-dimer okay. um, is a test which shows whether you have had some kind of clotting event. Oh, wow. So okay. it can be, it doesn't say what it is, where it is, when it was, how bad it is, whether you've still got it or not. Okay. It's just a, it picks up a biomarker which yeah. will be there if you've had a clotting event. Wow. And and I, I'm pretty sure he said um, that it looked like 80% of patients post-vax were positive on the D-dimer test wow. where he knew they were negative on their last one because he checks it. Right. So that that's why he does it, because he's monitoring your heart patient, have you had any clotting? So they've gone from negative to positive. And, you know, his theory was maybe it's the vaccine. You know, he wasn't saying it's this, but he was saying well, nothing else has really changed. Yeah. And, they're, and they're a disparate group of people. <clears throat> some people were post-surgery, some people were not, etc. Mm -hmm. um, and so, again, this is, this is kind of what I was saying earlier. And, and hopefully this will be a timely podcast for people. Because I think once the, once the dam breaks and the information kind of that's been throttled becomes available and I think it's coming. I think there's going to be a lot of people that are very worried about how do I deal with this stuff? Absolutely. How do I get it out of my body? How do Absolutely. I get it out of my system? And it, and it seems like quite probably the chlorine dioxide might be a really good, easy, relatively cheap, relatively safe, 
relatively available. It's completely safe. Completely safe. You know, unless you um, do too much. Yeah, you know, um, way to to, <clears throat> to gently start to to sort of clean this stuff from the body, mm -hmm. as well Absolutely. as whatever else was in there. Yep. All the other kind of you mm -hmm. know foreign material, the 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 graphene oxide, etc. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I I suspect you might get quite busy quite soon. Yeah, it's a, it's a horrible thought, really, because obviously I want to be as busy as possible. I want to be helping as many as possible. But, you know, some of the stories that are coming through right now are harrowing. You yeah. know, they are harrowing. This, this one lady, she got in touch with me via text message because she couldn't use her phone because sounds hurt her so badly now. Um, all happened since the vaccine. But she can't spend time with her children or her family now because they talk you know, and she has bought herself a caravan and she sits in the caravan for most of the day, every day, and has done for the last seven weeks. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, absolutely heartbreaking. Th this was this was this was what I said to people right at the beginning, because I've been really banging on this drum right, not right from the start, but maybe like two months in a month Good. in, you know, I was well really, done. really vocally saying Good. this is a problem. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I had said the same thing to people all the way through. Like, if I'm wrong, I'll apologise. I'll buy everyone a beer and hopefully you'll forgive me. If I'm right, I'll, I'll, I won't be happy. I'll be happy <laughs> if I'm wrong. I'd be happy if I just went down a complete tangent, <clears throat> lost the plot for a couple of years, mm -hmm. thought the government was trying to kill everyone, <laughs> but actually I just turned out to be mad. I'd be the happiest guy. Yeah, I feel the same. Yeah. But yeah. but I think I think we're really I think we're really kind of coming close to the the unraveling of, yeah. the, of the scheme. Yep. So so yeah, quite possibly the chlorine dioxide is going to be a good uh, avenue of investigation. You know, you can do your own research on it, and if you if you need to uh, get in touch with Rob, then as I said on the last one on fifteen, you can get in touch with me, and I can. Uh, if you're not working for the CIA. MI6, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll pass your details forward. So, so what about uh, the other the other one from the the first episode that that you know a lot of people it's were right interested. If I just say a few more stories about the. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, a couple of the good news stories that I've had since I saw you last. Um, one of the guys came to me with prostate cancer. Um, he had a PSA marker of nine point eight. It's been on my protocol for about three months. It's now five. So he's halved his PSA marker in three months. Um, and as well, he was a little bit sceptical at the beginning, let's say, he's a plumber. And I was telling him about the ingredients of chlorine dioxide. And he's like, Rob, you know, hydrochloric acid is what I use to clean out drains with, mate. Are you sure this is all right for me? I'm like, yeah, this is 4% hydrochloric acid mixed with NaClO2, which makes it into ClO2. It's not hydrochloric acid anymore, you know. So he was a little bit concerned about it to begin with, but he's he's carried on with the protocol and he but he hasn't been raising up very quickly. I'm pretty sure that if he'd have been raising it up and really pushing it and trusting with it, it would be gone by now. Um, but anyway, so we've halved his PSA markers. Um, he's basically winding up the uh, authorities or the pharmaceuticals, you know, and saying, yeah, I'm not sure if I'm going to do chemo. I'm just going to give it a little bit of time on this. Let, let Just give me a bit of space. I'll think about it. Because he knows that if he says no to chemo, he won't get any more tests. Right. So he's stringing them along for the tests, basically, which is great from my perspective, you know. Um, <clears throat> so that's one really good thing that came in. Um, another really good one that came in was a lady that came to me. She had her breast removed and all of her lymph nodes underneath her left arm removed a year or two ago. 
Now, what's happened is she took the vaccine because she was scared of losing her job. She was a nurse for the NHS. And ever since she's taken the vaccine, she's had serious problems. Uh, breast cancer's back. She's got another tumour in her shoulder. Her arm, her left arm, where the lymph nodes have been removed, is basically four or five times the size that it should be. Uh, it's just phenomenal, right? So I tried to help her get dressed and this sort of stuff, and lifting her arm up was just like a dead weight. It was so heavy. She can't use her left arm now because it's so heavy. She came onto the protocol. I prescribed chlorine dioxide orally and cannabis cream on the arm and all the way around the arm under the lymph nodes everywhere, basically, that was inflamed. Um, she got back in touch with me. When, I, when she first started the protocol, she was 16 inches around her bicep. Right, so it's massive. Um, three days later, she's 13 inches. Wow. So a reduction in nearly 25% in three days from a natural product that cost pennies. And this is serious stuff, you know, cancer with no lymph nodes, you know. I mean, how anybody can take lymph nodes out of a body just is beyond me. You know, how are you expecting that person to heal themselves in the future if they have no sewer system to get rid of their waste, mm. you know? And what's happening to the lady is her bloodstream can't take the waste away, so it's just staying in her arm. You yeah. know, it's, yeah, it's heartbreaking on one side, but then it's really buoying on the other side, you know, yeah. because she's getting better. Yeah. So, well, that's that does segue into the cannabis, right? Because she's using both. Yep. And um, one supports the other, or not um, necessarily. <clears throat> so they work slightly differently, actually. Um, cannabis is an antioxidant. Chlorine dioxide is an oxidant. So, would you would you want to keep them separate in terms of when you're dosing? Yeah. So, I mean, for her, it's fine. She's putting it on topically. She's not taking cannabis orally. She's taking chlorine dioxide orally. Um, for instance, if she was to take chlorine dioxide and then cannabis, they'd just burn each other up. You know, there wouldn't be any bad effect on the body, but it'd be a waste of money and time. Um, so in that sort of situation, you have to, if you are taking internally cannabis, just do that on one day and then the chlorine on the next day. Or do the chlorine in the morning and the cannabis in the evening. You know, just so that they're well split out against each other. Because they're both phenomenal. Um, it's really interesting act action of uh, antioxidation and oxygenation. Mm. So, would you... Because those, are, those, are those the two things that you um, use the most? Yes. Yes. And would you, would you tend to prescribe both? Um, or depending what their problems are. So the cannabis cream is amazing for any sort of topical pain. You know, yeah. so in her position, she was getting a lot of pain in her arm. So, you know, the cannabis topically onto that with the DMSO as well. Yes. Just pushes it right down through and gets actually to where the pain is. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've had, um, I've got a couple of friends who have been using it with the DMSO. Great. And, um, both of them have said the same thing. Like as soon as they put it on, within you know a minute, a couple of minutes, pain just gone. Yeah, it's, love it. It's I quite, love it. Um, Stories are awesome. Yeah, because you know you, I'm very much like um, I want to believe all this stuff is real because it resonates for me. It mm -hmm. feels like this is true, mm -hmm. but when you get like literally people telling you things and you're like, what, really? Mm -hmm. I mean, I know I said that's what was going to happen, but <laughs> it actually happened. Wow, that's amazing. I think I told you last time about um, my friend, um, 
Smith used to have uh, he's stopped doing it now but he used to have a CBD cream and um, I gave it to uh, a friend who she couldn't put her foot on the floor she, yeah, I think I said to you yeah, she had, she had, yeah and I was like right. you know because <clears throat> again from watching UFC I know Dominic Cruz had it right and he couldn't fight for like four years with the best doctors UFC doctors it's in the crazy, world crazy right, right? He could, he's, I remember listening to an interview of him and he was saying like he used to have to get up in the morning crawl on his hands and knees to the bath have a hot bath and then crawl back to the bed and then sort of slowly get up. So it would take him like four hours to get up every morning wow. for a year. Wow. He just literally couldn't put his feet on the floor. Mm -hmm. And um, she, she couldn't put her foot on the floor. She was just sitting there crying. And I was like, I, I know what this is because from my, from my UFC research. <laughs> and uh, I had just like the little sample pot. Uh -huh. And I said to her, just try it. I mean, I, you know, it, it helps like my elbow and my knee or whatever. But I didn't really think... She came the next day and she just said, it's gone. Mm -hmm. And she ain't had it since. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, the, one that, the ones that I love doing are the animals, you know, because the animals don't realize they're getting medication. So if you give it to somebody, somebody else can say, yeah, but it's the placebo effect, Rob. They've just imagined those positive effects that they felt within seconds. And I'm like, it happens to everybody. But, you know, when, when you're treating animals and they behave differently, it's you know, it's perfect. Yeah, it's an honest so, response. Yeah, to give you an idea, my ex-partner had a staff that needed spine surgery. Um, he, I mean, it was really, really in-depth surgery. Joe had to take time off of work to just look after the dog, you know, be his physio. Um, every hour it was doing exercises with it and all of this. Anyway, I said to her, look, you know, let me put some cream on him. Is that okay? And she was like, yeah, 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 try it, try it. So anyway, I put some cream on it. We went and sat down, sat in front of the television. Maybe an hour later, the dog came running through into the living room, just jumped up on the sofa. She looked at me and she was like, Rob, he hasn't done that since he was a puppy. You know, and he's just had spine surgery. It was just phenomenal. You know, I, I was treating something on my ankle at the time. And every time I put this cream on my ankle, the dog would follow me around the house trying to lick it off. You know, animals seem to instinctively know that it's really good for them. Literally, he wouldn't leave me alone. If I had it on my ankles, he would follow me everywhere trying to eat it, you know? Yeah. So those are the really good good stories that I love love saying about. Um, one lady came to me. Her dog had an anal tumour coming out of its bum, gave her some cream. Cream chased it straight back into the bum, and he could go to the toilet again, all of that sort of thing. Unfortunately, I don't know how that dog is now. Um because we're not in touch. That was one of my ex-partner's friends. Um, I'd love to find out, actually. Mm. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, that those sort of stories are so just you, phenomenal. if you've got pet problems as well, uh -huh. get, in, get in touch. Uh -huh. um, yeah, the, so I'm going to speak to uh, Beth next week, but she um, has got some for her dog. Okay. Um, because the dog had cancer i think that's what she said the dog had cancer something linked to histamine okay. um they wanted to do surgery something or other she did a lot of energy work on the dog mm -hmm. took it back they said <clears throat> we don't really understand but the cancer's not there anymore nice. but the, but the dog's got benign tumors okay. so lumps and she wanted to see whether the the um cream would help with okay. those so it'd be interesting to talk to her when she comes in next okay. week and high histamine levels are a indicator for parasites right yeah so it's quite possible he's got a parasite infestation yeah 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 well probably has right as a as a dog quite quite possible um 
so what else on on those two subjects do we do we need to cover anything else or not really um what about what um, about uh orally using uh cannabis okay because obviously i'm aware of the cream mm-hmm. um and that seems quite um quite easy and quite um no side effects let's say mm-hmm. good or bad you know you put it on inflammation goes down pain goes down healing accelerates from what i can tell it's, it's pretty great stuff mm-hmm. thank you but i would assume that 40 pound to get in touch yes <laughs> but I, would, I would assume that um orally there will be some side effects in yes. terms of the the psychoactive yes. components absolutely and i think i mean certainly for myself and I think probably for quite a lot of other people, they would be concerned with, is that going to cause me a problem or more of a problem than what I've got or it's going to lead to something else? So so say, for, for example, somebody with some kind of cognitive problems already. Mm-hmm. So if you, there's an early onset of dementia or of Alzheimer's, whatever, they're already kind of spinning out here and there and not knowing where they are and whatever. Mm-hmm. So... so what would what would orally taken um, cannabis be useful for and used for and used by who and not used by who? So again, I mean, literally everything um, in our bodies. We've got something called the ECB system, which is the endocannabinoid system. Now that system adheres to cannabinoids only. You know, so everybody has one of these systems. If you're not taking cannabinoids into your body, that system is not being used. Um, Scientists have found out that basically it's the conductor of the whole immune system. So if your ECB system is strong, your immune system will be strong. So literally everybody. um, You talked about Alzheimer's and dementia. Um, Although it's had lots of negative press about the mind and the memory when smoking it and using it recreational, um, it's completely opposite when you're using it medicinally. So, for instance, in America at the moment, uh, they're, they're much more advanced in the cannabis medicine than we are here. Um, but they're finding out that it's actually a neuroprotectant instead of a, you know, something that's going to ruin. But I mean, I think I think if you're smoking, <clears throat> you know, cannabis, let's call it, it's probably barely. You know, stuff that you're buying from your behind the snooker club or whatever is full of toxins and God knows what. I mean, it's, it won't be the same really as medical grade cannabis. Yes. So definitely. you're almost kind of comparing apples with oranges. They're, yeah, people possibly. People call yeah, them possibly. the same thing. But actually that's probably a deliberate or, or you know, yeah, incidental I, way of demonising actual cannabis. Because, uh-huh. you know, whenever I hear on the radio, I always hear... Oh, the incidences of people developing schizophrenia or psychosis or whatever is up massively because the strength of the super skunk and this, that and the other. But it's like, but that's not really cannabis. That's that's some mutated. Well, I mean, it is cannabis really because it's THC, you know. So like, although it's been bred genetically, um, what the growers have done certainly in the last sort of 40 years is that they've focused on the THC not understood the benefits of the CBD in the plant. You know, so they focus on getting 25, 30% THC in this plant with no CBD. Now, CBD is the actual antipsychotic. So the THC on its own is psychotic. The CBD is antipsychotic. So it balances it out. 
Um, weed of yesterday had a lot of CBD in it, you know, so people were getting less psychosis than they do today. Um, some people say that those people that suffer from psychosis from cannabis use would have suffered from that anyway, or it could have been some other vector that encouraged it. So alcohol, for instance, cider apparently creates a lot of people with psychosis and mental health problems. Um, so yeah, the two of them in conjunction is much safer than just the THC on its own. Um, you know, with regards to the cannabis plant, it is just so massive. You know, you can cross, say, for instance, one that flowers in 10 weeks with one that produces 90% THC. Do you know what I mean? And, mm. you know, just so many different variables. But that could happen in nature as well. You know, so it is still the cannabis plant. Um, skunk is very effective. If you make cannabis oil out of skunk, you will cure people's cancer with that. Right. You know, for sure. Um, or even uh, though it has less CBD in it. Yes. The THC is really... THC the... is awesome for killing cancer cells, right. um, for creating the stem cells, regeneration to that area. It's fantastic for that. Killing the pain. And so that cannabis oil would be the, the oral... Yes. Form. Yes. Well, you could eat my cream, for instance. All that's got in it is flour and coconut oil and a little bit of DMSO. Right. You know, so you could eat that. Um, what I say to people is take, you know, a quarter of a teaspoon under the tongue. Keep it under the tongue because then it goes straight to your brain sublingually. Uh, um, you then swallow it. And obviously, as it's going down you, it's doing great stuff. Um, helps the liver. It's like uh, It's like dialysis, really cleans up the blood supply again, um, creates the stem cells to regenerate any weak areas in the body. It's Interesting. Phenomenal and stuff. So can you, could, would there be benefit to doing enema with that in it or no? I've often thought about that. Um, <clears throat> the problem being that the coconut goes hard, Yeah. you know, so you have to heat it to a certain heat to be able to get it into you. I would love to try that, but I haven't done that yet. Um, I think you'd have to throw your enema bag away at the end of it. Um, but yeah, I think it would be very, very beneficial. And um, one of the things I do occasionally is make suppositories for people. I was going to say that would be the That's kind awesome. Of, yeah. Right, really awesome. People with uh, prostate problems, piles, that sort of thing. Yeah, just so simple. Pop one of them in, you're happy again. <laughs> <laughs> make your bum happy yeah, no, that's, I mean it, the older you get the more you realise if your bum's happy you're but happy it's funny because I do occasionally get prostate problems maybe I drink a bit too much coffee in the day something like that I get a little bit dehydrated results with a bit of a painful prostate so what I do is I just put pop cream in it straight topically you know so between your balls and your bum yeah. pop it straight there with the dmso just soak straight in literally 20 minutes half an hour you feel massive cool. benefit from it yeah so yeah anybody that's got painful prostate itis itis being inflammation so any any symptom that ends in itis is inflammation so anything that ends in itis will be treatable by cannabis right and and the and and maybe can just explain again quickly in case people don't go back to the previous one um it's available with and without DMSO. That's it. Um, the DMSO you should test for or you could test for? Whether you should, really. You should. Yeah, you should, really. Um, <clears throat> the reason that I'm so sort of sure of that is that a lady came to me, bought two jars of cream, one plain, one DMSO. 
Um, she was dating, so she was meeting guys that she didn't really know anything about. She was on this one date, and the guy said to her, I've got a bit of a funny knee. She says, oh, I've got just the stuff for you. She put some DMSO cream on him. It turned out that he was a bit of an alcoholic, and literally within half an hour, he was having trouble standing up, um, couldn't walk, had to be taken home, spent a couple of days in bed. Um, was fine, but what happened was the DMSO amplifies the effects of the alcohol that was already in his body. Right. Um, it's a but really, would that be, really unfortunate would, thing. Would that be like, um, so the, 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 the issue with taking it with or without the DMSO is more because it would uh, liberate other things in the system or some people actually have a reaction to it, like a peanut allergy? Similar. Yeah, similar to that sort of thing. Basically, what I think it is, is that as soon as the DMSO hits the body, then the liver starts to do stuff. You know, so if the liver's really congested, it's going to start pumping stuff out, you know. Okay. Um, but with the alcohol as well, like I say, because it it takes it through the cells, it amplifies the effects of it. Yeah. Okay. So if so, people if people are, are trying the cream, mm -hmm. initially they should have the one without? Or? Well, I can show you a really simple test, really simple kinesiology test. Yeah, we did it um, last time, right? Yeah. This one. So I which, can teach you how to do that. This blew my mind as well. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's, like it's, if anybody Yeah, I think actually we did we did that one after the after we finished, right? Uh -huh. So so basically what what we did was and so this really I still I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to talk to Beth about this next week, about the sort of energy thing, because I still don't really understand it properly. But um, so I always assumed that if you wanted to test whether you sort of, let's call it, have an allergy to something, there would be like some kind of skin test. You know, yeah, you rub you it on. Yeah, but I would, I would think, okay, that makes sense to me. You know, mm -hmm. like they do allergy testing, right? Mm -hmm. You put it on the skin, you wait 10 minutes or whatever, you see whether it's itchy or it mm -hmm. flares up, that's and you it. go, okay, that's an allergy, that yep. one's all right, that yep. one's not. Don't have strawberries, you know, et cetera. But, but what we did was put your arm out, press on it, and measure the sort of resistance of, in, in my shoulder muscle, and then just pick up a jar of that stuff in the other hand and do the same thing. And then that will tell you whether you have a, a, a bad response to it or, or not, which I still, I want to say I do understand everything's energy and, you know, I kind of get it on a, on a um, I get it on an esoteric level. Mm -hmm. But like if I wanted to, write it out on paper the 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 maths of it i haven't got a clue <laughs> i don't think there's a person on the planet that would be able to do that but you know what i mean like uh -huh. it, it's kind of i was like wow it's it that the the energy system is that sort of powerful and interconnected and extends from the body and etc mm -hmm. that you can just pick something up and then just test like a you know muscle reflex and say oh this is good for me and that's not mm-hmm it's mind-blowing. So a lady came to me the other day. She had a really bad back, sciatica, that sort of thing. She's a gardener. Um, she gets arthritis in her hand from the secateurs that she's constantly using. So I said, you know, you're going to love this cream. But I need to test you with the DMSO first, right? So I said to her, okay, put, pop your arm up. Went through the whole process. I want you to push up. I want, I'm going to push down. I'm going to measure your strength of your muscles. Then I'm going to put a stimulus in your other hand. Then we're going to test that, right? She's looking at me like I'm a bit bit crazy so i did the first part of the test then i put the jar in her other hand and she looked at me and she's like what even in a jar 
She goes, come on, are you serious, right? That's what I thought. So I said to her, okay, put that down. I said, say to yourself, my name is Dave, right? She says, my name's Dave. She's gone a week, right? So I test her on a muscle. She's completely weak. Right, now say your name, what your name is. My name's Janet. Strong again. Right, okay, so let's try that fairy liquid over there. Pop this fairy liquid in your hand. She's weak, you know? Pop this filtered water in your hand. There you go, she's strong again. Right, now pop the cannabis in your hand. Right, she's strong again, right? So I said, are you convinced now? She looked at me and she goes, yeah, I think so. So, you know, if your body's lying, it knows. So say to yourself, my name is Dave. If your name's Kate, whatever, you will be weaker. You know, then when you say my name's Kate, then you're stronger again, you know? It's just truly phenomenal. Um, I So I often do that with people, you know, um, just to show them stuff. My girlfriend done it to me a little while ago, or my ex-girlfriend. She said to me, right, say your name's Dave. And I'm like, okay, so I put my arm up. I'm strong, still strong. I'm thinking, what on earth is going on? This is weird. So she says to me, was it in a past life you were called Dave? Right, and then I'm strong, right? So, I mean, it's just so interesting. You yeah. can just take this stuff so far. Um, when my family got chicken pox, I was testing with kinesiology for chicken pox. And I was saying to the body, have I got flu? No, have I got this? No, have I got this? No, have I got chicken pox? Yes. You know, and it was literally as accurate as that. It was amazing. Yeah, I mean, that's that's basically what Beth done when I saw her. And it wasn't for a, it wasn't for a, a session. Okay. She came to see me for something else. And... Uh, and then we just started talking about the, the podcast. Okay. And then she just started asking herself questions and telling me stuff. And I was like, what the fuck is going Speaking on? Speaking to spirit or? I don't know. Okay. That's why I said, you've got to come on the podcast. Okay, interesting. <laughs> well, I'd I like might as well find out I'd exactly like what happened on the, on the and record it so everyone else can enjoy it. Interesting. So, yeah, um, I'd like to meet her if she's, if yeah, she's so interested. Yeah, so I think, I think one, you know, once <clears throat> once we've done that episode, that this actually was, was my idea, was maybe to get you guys in or you and Rich or her and Rich or whatever because I think what actually would be really nice would be to bring um, kind of healers and healthful people, mm-hmm. breathing coach, yogis, whatever, mm-hmm. and then start having, you know, round table like is round probably table. a little Perfect. bit sort yeah, of yeah, over, yeah. That's awesome. Because, um, you know, there's, it, there's so many things that I don't know about, you know, kinesiology, you know, there's so, yeah, so, and so much Yeah, and so, you know, just to, to learn yeah. and and share it with everybody else yeah. who wants to listen <clears throat> at, at the same time, yeah. that, that learning so, process. So, you know, we'll, we'll definitely uh, we'll definitely try and make that happen oh, once she's be been in and yeah, we, can, be great. we can organise something. Maybe 10 minutes per person of the most amazing things that they know. Yeah, Do you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, or even just kind of you know, diving into a subject and then and then hearing it from different sides and, and sort of figuring out, okay, this actually supports that and this mm-hmm. would help with that. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't know I don't know what the format would look like, but I think it would just be really sort of powerful to to get I mean it's a it's a little bit in my mind, it's a little bit like um coming back to energy fields you know like if you have somebody meditates and and you measure the energy field and it extends like five foot from their body or whatever Mm -hmm. and then if you put three people together it extends 600 foot it's amazing yeah and if you put a thousand people together it goes ten thousand miles you know it's an exponential so so that's that's kind of my my idea with with these 
on on this kind of um, these kinds of subjects mm -hmm. is that maybe we can get those kind of exponential increases awesome. in understanding and knowledge and mm -hmm. information out to people by you know plugging people in together so it sounds yeah, we'll, awesome mate yeah i'd love to do that yeah we can we can we can look at that going forwards just for to sure. say quickly about meditation right um before the lockdowns and all of that started facebook removed a group that was just about meditation had fifty thousand people in it right but what they were doing was they were doing regular guided meditations with loads of them facebook came in shut it all down i was thinking why why on earth have they done that it's just meditation like what, what's that got to do with anything um, and then after a protest up in London, there was a group meditation going on. Maybe 200 people were sitting down meditating. As I walked towards it, I could feel it. It was just phenomenal. And then I sat down in the middle of all this circle and I could feel it coming up from the ground. It was so powerful. And then it all clicked. That's why they got rid of those 50,000 people that were all doing meditation at the same time. Yeah. You know, because it was making a big difference. Yeah. Well, actually, so this, this I, I, had, I had meant to talk about and then I'd completely forgotten and that's just reminded me. So... In uh, what what I do, I think I said to you before. Every more or less every morning, I do a little bit of deep breathing. Okay. So I do like a little Wim Hof. It's it's off of YouTube, mm -hmm. and I extended the breath holds a bit. Like I just re-edited it to make them a bit longer. So yeah. it's it's thirty deep breaths with him saying "breathe in, breathe out." You know, he's got a really <laughs> kind of calming voice. And then you breathe out and you stop breathing. So I've got I've got it set for a minute and a half, two and a half, and then about three twenty, something like that, and. Normally the 321, I will get a breath hold all the way through, but it, sometimes it might be three minutes or two and a half minutes and I need to breathe. And he says, you know, if you need to breathe, you just start breathing again. But again, what, what was happening was I would do these three rounds and after, the, after you finish the breath hold, he says, all right, take a deep breath in and you hold it for 15 seconds and then breathe out. And then you either do the next round or it's let your breathing go back to normal and get mm -hmm. on with your day or whatever. Mm -hmm. And after the third one, so the last one, I've got it set for three. And I don't know why I was doing it, but I would, I would take my back of my hands and put them together and put them on my forehead and press on my forehead. don't know why, because I'm lying down when I do it. It mm -hmm. just felt nice. Mm -hmm. And over the last two weeks, let's say, I've started to notice that when I do that, I... I do it in a dark room because it's winter at the moment. So it's, it's pitch black. It's six o'clock in the morning when I do it. Um, I've started to notice that when I, when I take that last breath in and I've got my hands on my forehead, I get like a bright um, eye. Okay. That's all I can call it. I get a bright eye that's here on my forehead and then everything else is kind of darker around it. So like a bright bright spot it's not bright like the sun but it's bright like this is not the same as that right kind of where i assume my third eye would be from looking at the you know the, the yogi pictures uh -huh. literally I've, I've i'm sure i'm sure it was always happening but i just didn't notice it mm -hmm. and i for some reason i just become aware of it recently yeah really weird i don't Sounds know what that's good. that's got nothing to do with anything i'm gonna try that i was quite um I was quite excited to, to start. Some some days I still don't notice it, although <clears throat> I know it's still there. Mm -hmm. But again, this morning when I did it, I really, I just had my hands there and I just really felt like, yeah, it's sort of, it's like an eye shape and it's brighter in the middle. My eyes are closed. It's brighter in the middle 
And then as I sort of just go back to breathing normally again, it just sort of fades back to normal. I wonder if that's why the Satanists are so focused on the eye. I don't know, but it's cool. So mm, I'll put, I'll awesome. put a link yeah, like in, the, in the show notes for the little Wim Hof. I'm sure I've shared this mm -hmm. with loads of people, but I'll put a little note for my Wim Hof breathing that I do in the morning Okay. in the show notes. And I'll send you that file yeah, send with me regards the document. to the shedding and the yeah, vaccine yeah, damage, we'll, that sort of thing. Yeah, we'll put a note in there um, about that. So if anybody's concerned about um, the the toxicity from the vaccines or is starting to have problems or has been having problems and want to understand more about it, um, there's... Be, there'll be information in there there's loads of information in that and obviously if, if you want to get in touch with me as well i can help you through things yeah so same as before if you <clears> if you want to get in touch with rob just get in touch with me um easiest is just on instagram white basement pod and um i can uh, i can uh, connect you with rob after a little bit of vetting as i said before <laughs> so uh anything else we need to cover um I'm sure there's loads of things we need to cover, but I can't think of anything right now. All right, um, done the good stories, yeah, yeah. So let's so let's 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 wrap it up. For actually, today. just one quick question. Okay. So you've you've taken cream for yourself. Yes. How have you got on with that? Good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I, I was I was already using the CVD cream. Yeah. So I already had had um, a good positive experience of like I know this makes a difference mm -hmm. because you know I've I, I think like I said to previously but through doing martial arts a long time and doing jiu-jitsu and gym work and stuff i'm kind of i kind of know when i get certain injuries like that's a week that's 10 days that's five days like you kind of get to know mm -hmm. your body like mm -hmm. this is going to take a while to go and with the cbd i i already had found that that healing process like accelerated massively and I would say with with yours, it's it's probably I don't know maybe like another. I think it's it's hard to sort of explain because it's it's not better. It's different. It's it's more sounds weird. It's more powerful and also more gentle. Like I like I don't notice it working as much okay but if i feel even better if good. that makes sense yeah right so That's so good. it's it's not like you know if you i don't know like if you get a really good strong massage like you can feel that it's working but you can feel like okay like i can feel what's going on you know mm -hmm. i'm getting mm -hmm. thumbs and fingers mm -hmm. and elbows mm -hmm. in my back and mm -hmm. it's releasing tension and whatever it's not like that at all it's very sort of um it's very subtle it's very delicate but then you just realize oh this don't hurt no more yes you know just yes, yes it is really great. good so i mean you know i've i've i have recommended it to a number of people and uh, thank you the feedback that i've had on it has been really good good um, because again you know from from my side of things I just want people to like get through their day better or recover from injuries better or you've always had a bad knee, it's a bit of a pain, you know, mm -hmm. it's nice mm -hmm. to be able to manage it, Definitely. you know, a bit easier. So, yeah, the, the feedback that I've had on it has been really good. But, yeah, me me for myself is it, is fantastic. I good. mean, I, I, I definitely have, have felt um, unmistakable benefit from it. Good. You know, they're, they're, I'm, I'm, I'm very aware mm -hmm. of the the power of the mind and, you know, the placebo effect and all of these sorts of things. Um, 
but there are also there's times when you know something changed like this feels better you know i've had like like i said to you i've had this um it's actually golfer's elbow okay. so i've got i've got i think kind of tennis elbow on my left arm and golfer's elbow on my right arm and this one is like <clears throat> it's really just inflammation bad. yes yeah but it's, <laughs> it's where it is uh-huh. so i think because of the tennis stroke against a golf swing you know yep. you get it on one tendon or the other tendon or okay. whatever so the the golfer's elbow the one on the inside like this is painful like when it was bad, like literally, if I touched it with my finger, it would be like, like really bad. I had to I had to train with a with a elbow pad on the inside because <laughs> if it touched the mat, it would it was just horrendous. Mm-hmm. And I've still got it. It's definitely getting better. I've got like a little bit of physio, which Chris, my osteopath, who I'm seeing later, you know, showed me like a little exercise of a tennis ball, which will kind of improve the circulation mm-hmm. and all of that. Sounds good. But literally, when I when I when I roll jujitsu, I will come back to the flat. It fucking hurts. I'll put the cream on within. I don't know. Well, it's really hard to say because I just forget about it, mm-hmm. and then it's only maybe like a few hours later when I'm like, oh yeah, my elbow doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, I, just, I don't mm-hmm. notice that it stopped hurting, but it just stops mm-hmm. hurting. So, yeah, it's, it's great. I've got no, I've got no doubt at all about the how how powerful it is. Excellent. Yeah, yeah excellent. Yeah, really That's good. great. And you've started the chlorine dioxide as well. Yeah. So earlier. Yeah. So but, I'm up to I'm up to four, forty four zero drops a day of that. Um, and like oh, I said, just just for. Um, for purposes so that nobody gets themselves into trouble is cds that we're on so 40 drops of cds as opposed to 40 drops of cd cds yeah the, the if you do 40 drops of cd you're in a lot of trouble right yeah because okay? cds is so much more gentle people right. occasionally get them mixed up and hear somebody saying oh i've just done 20 drops of cds and they'll think it's cd they'll go and do 20 drops of cd and then they're in right yeah, yeah. This is this is the this is the protocol is to the build up to fifty drops of yes. this before going on to the full yes. fat, full strength. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and like I say, the 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 the, the thing that I n- had noticed hundred um, percent was the first day I took it. That when I took the one drop, I woke up at three o'clock in the morning, like wide awake, and couldn't go back to sleep. And the second day, I woke up at five o'clock and couldn't go back to sleep. And then from the third day onwards, it, I was back to normal. You know, right. set an alarm, <clears> wake <throat> up at ten to six, mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. And, and kind of felt normal. So that that was unmistakable because I've had that kind of effect before with pro hormones. I don't know, you're with similar age. Do you remember when there used to be like um, legal weak steroids? Um, from like the oh, from like the bodybuilding body shops. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they yeah, used yeah, to have. Yeah. They were they were they were sort of like. They were called pro-hormones. So they were sort of steroids, but they were um, like a step metabolically away from testosterone or whatever. So your body had to convert it. Mm-hmm. But I did, a, I did a few like week, two week cycles of those and you get the same effect. You wake up in the morning like like you can't go to sleep, like wide awake. I feel like I've had the best sleep ever, but it's only been three hours and I wake up and I'm not tired and the whole day I'm not tired. Wow. I I had that same thing the the first two days. So that I definitely noticed. (coughs) Excuse me. And then, like I said to you, the other things which I um, kind of feel is that my energy level subtly is slightly better now. I'm on a slightly 
higher level of not feeling so sort of dozy or sleepy or tired or Excellent. whatever <coughs> during a, a, a normal day and and maybe a couple of days along the way where I had felt like a little bit sick, like nauseous, which I assume maybe was toxins coming out and the liver trying to do its thing. But, but you know, that was very, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. Because mm -hmm. like I said to you, some days I don't eat until the evening, so I'll feel sick a couple of times during the day because of stomach acid mm -hmm. and stuff, and mm -hmm. then it just passes. So mm -hmm. was it that or was it not? I don't really know. Um, but yeah, de definitely nothing negative. And I'm, I'm kind of interested to see going further along the protocol, mm -hmm. what happens. Excellent. So stay tuned. That's good news. If you want to know. <laughs> yeah. So, Excellent. all right. Good. Awesome. Thanks good. for coming down again. My pleasure. It was, really nice to see you. Yeah, it was Always great nice to, to talk. Chat. And um, yeah, let's let's try and organise a, a, a little mini roundtable. Sounds um, good. So we'll, we'll get something booked in um, once, I, once I speak to Beth. And... Um, as always, guys, uh, follow us on Instagram uh, at White Basement Pod is the is the best place to follow. Um, listen to the podcast; it's on. It will be hopefully this one will be on everywhere except for YouTube. I won't even upload it to YouTube, but it will be on uh, Bitshoot, um, uh, Rumble rather. I might put it on Bitshoot as well, but it'll be on Rumble. It will be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, uh, Google Podcasts. There's an RSS feed. Everything is on my link tree, uh, which if you go to uh, White Basement Pod on Instagram, um, in my bio is a little link tree link, and that has links to everywhere where you can listen to the podcast. Um, share it. Share it with friends. Um, tag people who you think uh, may benefit from it. Um, and um, like I say, I, I, I have a feeling and it's sort of a mixed feeling in that, in, that, in that way that over the next couple of months, there's a lot of people who are going to start to feel a bit uneasy or start panicking a bit or feel a little bit like they need to do something to, to try to remedy or rectify the damage that maybe has been done to their bodies. And uh, so if you need something just uh just reach out and i'll connect you up with rob and uh yeah thank get you. you some of the good stuff yeah i just want to help as many people as possible you know um i help one person breathe a little bit easier sleep a little bit easier you know and then it's the next person i just want to help one more person you know all the time yeah amazing so yeah please do get in touch so yeah get in touch and um we will catch you next time <laughs>